Hey, what's up, everybody? This is the Passionate DJ Podcast. I'm your host, David Michael, and this is episode 108, which also serves as this year's audio guide to the Controller Compendium. Now, this is a guide that helps you determine what the best DJ controller for you might be. Now, a lot of people will be finding the podcast for the first time because they found this guide through Google search or something like that. So just to give a quick overview for those of you who are new to the show, the Passionate DJ Podcast is a weekly talk show. We're dedicated to the art and science of mixing music, and our goal is together to become better DJs through passion and purpose. So if you are just now discovering the podcast, welcome. We're glad to have you, and if you would like to subscribe to the podcast through your favorite podcast app or through iTunes or on your iPhone or wherever you like to listen, and uh, we would love to have you on board. And of course, if you are on PassionateDJ.com right now, you can just scroll up to that little bar at the top of the screen and enter your email address where you can join the VIP list, which is basically our email newsletter where I occasionally send out little updates, tidbits, bits of inspiration, things like that to all of our Passionate DJs. So welcome aboard. For those of you who are a uh, already a subscriber to the podcast, this guide is available at passionatedj.com forward slash controllers. You've probably heard me talk about it before. It's a constantly updated guide, uh, buyer's guide for controllers. And so every year I try to do sort of a major update. And I try to do it in the summer. I'm a little bit overdue this time. This is hitting in the beginning of September. And so I just wanted to go through and update the guide and tell you guys what my top recommendations for DJ controllers are, as well as give some tips on how to purchase a controller and how to make a smart decision when you're shopping. Now, if you are just now discovering the podcast, I just want to let you guys know that this will be a little bit different than the normal episode. Typically, they're going to be a little more conversational. We'll have uh, any number of our passionate DJ co-hosts, my good buddies Tony, Tripp, and Mo, who are uh, just make an awesome team and we like to kind of have more of a roundtable discussion about these things. Some of them are going to be inspirational. Some of them are more storytelling episodes. Some of them are just for fun episodes. Some of them are interviews with industry people or famous DJs. This one is going to be strictly informational. It's not going to be the episode for everyone. So, you know, if you're not currently in the market for a DJ controller and you want to skip past this episode, you know, that perfectly makes sense. And we will see you next week. Uh, You know, episode 109 will be coming up, and I'll be hanging out with Trip Turlington, where we'll be doing uh, a lot more uh, just-for-fun kind of episode called Trip's Throwbacks, where we're going to be bringing in different songs from the 90s and just kind of listening to them and talking about them and why they were so cool and what we liked about them. And so if that's more your speed, then uh, no problem. Skip this episode and we will see you next week. But for those of you who would like to really become informed on how to buy a DJ controller, an all-in-one controller that's right for your setup, uh, this is going to be the ticket. One of the things that I've done this time around is I've expanded the guide because there are so many good available options, and I, it felt a little limiting to have only 15 controllers on the list, so I've increased that to 21. So what I've done is I've got the controllers broken into three different price groups, which I call premium, mid-grade, and budget, and I've got the top seven, my top seven recommendations in each of those categories. Before we get too far into that, I just want to go ahead and go over some general tips and suggestions for shopping for controllers. 
Now, since the digital DJing revolution, the art of mixing music has become accessible to many people who would have otherwise been left out due to a lack of options or money. The development of robust mixing software, along with the hardware to control it, has been one of the most significant things to ever happen in the industry. A DJ controller gives you tactile control over that DJ software and allows you to mix music on a device that's specifically designed for that task. Now, in recent years, the DJ hardware market has grown exponentially, and now people are able to choose a controller which fits their budget, their workflow, and their choice of software. Of course, this is wonderful news for DJs, but it also makes the shopping process quite difficult. And that's where this guide comes in. It's meant to help you make an informed decision so that you can feel confident when you're spending your hard-earned money. Now, when controller shopping, here are some things to look for. In order to choose a controller properly, I highly recommend that you first decide on a software platform if you haven't already done so. Now, most controllers are MIDI assignable, which means that they're customizable, but they're usually designed with certain enhanced features in mind, like on-screen waveforms and things like that. Uh, tractor controllers, for example, feel kind of spongy if you're running them in MIDI mode, in my experience, as opposed to using it the way it's intended with Tractor in HID mode. So some of those features won't work properly without their intended software. The big three platforms are Serato DJ, Tractor Pro, and Rekordbox. Now those aren't the only options, of course, there's also Virtual DJ, um, Algorithm DJ, and other options out there. Uh, most of these controllers are going to focus on those big three, though there are a few exceptions. Now, another thing you want to consider is what type of gigs that you're going to play. If you're a professional club DJ, if you're running a mobile DJ business, you probably want to be willing to invest in something that's going to be sturdy and easily moved. If you're a scratch DJ or you want to learn scratching, you want to prioritize good jog wheels and a responsive crossfader. If you're a bedroom DJ or a hobbyist, you can basically choose whatever makes you happy and fits within your budget. Now, in the lower price tiers, some of these controllers are going to come with light versions of the software. So if you want to enable some of those enhanced features like four deck mixing, you want to factor in any software upgrades into your budget that might be required to do those things. And then finally, you also want to pay attention to your connectivity options. In other words, what ports are available on the device? What are your input? What's your input and output situation? You know, will your master out need to be delivered to a set of powered speakers? Will you be connecting to club PAs? Do you need a separate booth output? You want to factor all those things in when deciding on a controller. All right, without further ado, let's move on to the top seven recommendations for premium DJ controllers. These controllers are the cream of the crop when it comes to all-in-one DJ solutions. They're pro-grade, they have really good hardware-software integration, they're rich in features, but of course they also come with that premium price tag. These controllers are going to be geared towards the club DJ on the go, uh, the performer who wants to take advantage of live remix elements of the software that it comes with, or the serious hobbyist who's willing to make an investment in their digital DJing habit. Uh, for a lot of people, they might just be categorized as overkill. But in the premium lineup, you can't really go wrong. It all comes down to a matter of what DJ software you want to control, the amount that you're willing to spend, and of course, just your personal preference. 
So all of these controllers are going to be in the price range of about $1,000 or above. So the first one I want to talk about is the Pioneer DDJ-RZX. This is a record box controller and it's just a beast. It's not only for DJing but also lets you become a VJ using record box video. It's got three screens at the top. Those screens allow you to do things like uh, view parallel waveforms, browse tracks, and also mix video. Now this is basically the most feature-laden controller in existence. You get that Pioneer CDJ Nexus kind of workflow, but you also get that added benefit of the video mixing. Now, although it does mimic a CDJ type setup, it does still require a laptop. And at $3,000, it's about as expensive as DJ controllers get. So if you want a comprehensive record box experience, and just that high build quality, that pioneer experience that you expect, and video mixing is important to you, this is about as good as it gets. Of course, it's very large and not one of the most portable options around, so it's not for everyone. Um, it's advertised at $2,997, so like I said, it's a little painful on the wallet, but it's just a beast of a machine. Now next up we've got two controllers by Din and DJ. I really like these. The first is MCX 8000. Now this is actually an entirely standalone capable controller. And what I mean by that, and I want to make sure I'm very clear about this because standalone can mean a couple of different things. What I mean is you can actually use this controller as your player without a laptop. It's got USB input so you can stick a USB key in there and you can use it you, uh, with Denon's engine technology instead of say hooking it to Serato or something like that. But it's also a high-end Serato controller. It's got dual USB ports so that makes you know changeovers between DJs really easy or tag sets and things like that. It's got really nice high-res screens and it's only $12.99, so it's actually a really good value. It's a sturdy, solid unit. It's really nice-looking, professional, and it's got that standalone capability. Now, that standalone capability only works with two of the channels, so it's not a complete solution for that. If you want to do four-deck mixing and stuff, you're going to be limited to that two channels, but you can use that standalone, you know, play from USB, and Serato at the same time if you want, which is pretty neat. So if you want a killer dual USB Serato controller at a killer price and you like that standalone functionality, uh, this is a great option. Now, one thing you might want to consider about having that standalone functionality is it's, it's just a little bit of insurance because if your laptop crashes, uh, Serato, you know, goes belly up, something like that, you know that if you, as long as you have a USB key, you can just start playing some music and it'll work right on the device itself. Now for a more, you know, in-the-box controller experience, there's also the Denon MC7000. This one comes in at about a thousand bucks. It also has those dual USB ports, so that gives you those easy DJ switchovers and back-to-back -back sets. It's DVS capable, which means you can use it with timecode with Serato. It's got controls for key matching, it's got rugged metal construction, so it's really a high-value purchase, and I really just like the look of this thing. Um, it is about twice as heavy as, say, a DDJ SX2, even though it's smaller. So it's a heavy unit, but if you want that premium Serato experience 
and uh, especially if you like that ability to have multiple DJs using it at the same time, this is a great premium option. Now, I'd be remiss if I didn't bring up one of my favorites, the Tractor Control S8. Now, this is not the option for everybody. Of course, it requires you to use Tractor, um, and it's about the smoothest, most tightly integrated tractor experience that you can get. It's really nice. It's got high-res screens. It's got a really smart UI with touch capacitive controls. So what that ends up doing is if you touch one of the knobs, the screens will change depending on what it is you're controlling so that you can see it. So it's a really, really nice user interface that shows you a lot of information in a very small space. So for example, if you're manipulating effects, as soon as you touch that effects knob, something will slide up on the screen and tell you what it is that you're manipulating and, and what the value of that change is. So it's a really nice uh, option for tractor users. It gives easy access to things like remix decks and stems and all those tractory things that we like. And it also is a great option for timecode users because it's got those uh, it's got RCA inputs for turntables or CDJs, so you can use it with timecode and it makes a great tractor scratch controller. One thing about this unit is there are, notoriously, there are no jog wheels. So how they get around that is with touch strips. And that's going to be a deal breaker for some people. And I understand that. Um, if you're using it as the center of a DVS setup, it doesn't really matter. This is the way I use it. I've got this as the center of my setup, and then I've got a pair of turntables on either side. So I kind of feel like I've got the best of all worlds. And then, of course, I can mix those records, uh, uh, regular straight up records as well, not just time code. So it kind of covers all the bases. So if you want the laptop out of your face and you're all in on tractor, this is a great option as long as you can deal with not having jog wheels. Now taking that to kind of the opposite extreme, we've got the Newmark NS7 III. This one actually has motorized jog wheels. It's got seven inch vinyl platters and slip mats so it feels just you know it feels a whole lot like mixing records but you get all those benefits of digital DJing you get to use Serato with it you can use your digital collection but it feels a lot more like mixing records it's huge it's heavy um, and one thing I don't like is that there are no hardware filters so if you're mixing external sources the filters won't work uh, the screens aren't as high quality as the Control S8 but it's a really nice unit, and this is about as close to a vinyl mixing experience as you can get without actually using records. So if you like that vinyl feel, but you prefer the convenience of digital DJing, this is a great option coming in at $14.99. Now I want to talk about some more Pioneer controllers here, and I've kind of combined a few of them because Pioneer was initially focusing on making controllers for Serato, like the DDJ-SX, uh, now known as the SX2. But lately, Pioneer has been kind of slightly modifying these controllers and repurposing them for the Rekordbox DJ platform, which is their own software. So while these controllers that are grouped together are not identical, they are functionally similar devices. So... Um, I recommend that you just choose whichever one makes sense for you based on the platform you want to use. So the first thing I want to talk about is the Pioneer DDJ-SZ2 and the DDJ-RZ. So basically the way this works is the S means Serato, the R means Rekordbox. 
So the S the RZ came out as an alternative to the SZ, and then they updated the SZ to the SZ2. So as long as that's clear as mud, <laughs> um, these are great controllers. They are just you know all in the box solutions, so no standalone mixing or anything like that. But it's about as high quality as you can get, and the most professional looking setup that you can get. Um, that's intended for just DJing and not video mixing like the first controller we talked about. So they're just uh, serious pro-grade controllers. They really emulate that Pioneer CDJ workflow, and they have dual USB, so you can do those changeovers and back-to-back sets like we talked about. Now, they are pretty large, and they are pretty expensive at about 2000 bucks. So if you want that club standard feel but you don't want to shell out the money for an actual Pioneer Nexus setup. You want high-quality pads. You want basically the best screenless Pioneer controller available. Uh, the SZ2 or the RZ are great options. Now, taking that price down just a little bit to about $1,199, we also have the SX2 and RX. This is the same kind of thing. We've got Serato and Rekordbox equivalents. These are very similar to the SZ, but you save a lot of money. So they have that high quality that you expect from a Pioneer controller, those high quality uh, drum pads and things like that. They've got the digital cue displays in the, in the center that, you know, so if you're familiar with CDJs, how they have the little digital displays in the center of the jog wheels. It's got all that stuff. It's a little bit smaller than the SZ. Uh, it's still a little bit bulky. The only thing you really lose software wise here is DVS support but you can add that with a $99 upgrade so if you want to use timecode records you can do that but you have to pay for it so if you want fantastic in-the-box control and a pro-grade feel but you don't want to shell out $2,000 for the SZ you might consider the SX2 or the RX if you're a record box person okay moving on to the mid-range options this is the bang for buck section okay this is kind of what digital DJing was all about these controllers sit above $500 and they might not be quite as feature rich as some of those premium options we just talked about but today's mid-range controllers are basically the premium controllers of yesterday they're very complete comprehensive packages Um, you really can't go wrong they're all great options so the first one I want to talk about is a Serato controller by Newmark called the NV2. Uh, and when the Newmark NV originally came out, it was the first controller to have integrated screens. And so this is the uh, second iteration of that controller. It's a great value. It's only 700 bucks. It's got those built-in screens. It's a really slim design. It's got touch-sensitive knobs and responsive UI, similar to what we talked about with the Control S8. So this will allow Serato users to get that laptop out of their face if they so choose. Now this one does not have any standalone mixing, so you can't mix external sources. This is only for people who want to mix in the box with software. Uh, The pads are a little small, and once again the screens aren't quite quite as nice as Native Instruments controllers, but if you use Serato and you want a similar experience, and you do get to keep jog wheels on this one, uh, this is a great option for a great price. Now, speaking of the Control S8, there's also the Control S5 for tractor users. This is kind of a uh, the younger sibling to the Control S8. 
It's very similar. It's got four deck mixing. It's got the touch strips instead of the jog wheels. It's got the high res screens and the responsive UI and all that kind of stuff. They take away a few of the faders. So on the S8, you get individual control over each little remix cell and stuff, and it's got faders all over the place. This one slims that down a little bit, makes it a little smaller, and it takes away external mixing. So this one, you you really have to be okay with using touch strips instead of jog wheels because it is basically your only option. Uh, you don't, you can't connect timecode records to it and it doesn't have jog wheels. So now I've got to say using touch strips is not so bad unless you're doing a lot of BPM changing drop mixing type of stuff. If you mix like techno and house and stuff like that, uh, I really don't mind using them at all. It actually is, uh, they're surprisingly good, surprisingly responsive, and you get used to it pretty quickly. So if you don't demand jog wheels, um, you're a serious tractor user and you want to use all those fancy tractor features and you don't want to hook up any external sources to it, this is a great option at $799 US. Now, coming back to Pioneer, we've got the DDJ SR and RR. Once again, Serato and Recordbox equivalent. Now, they are a little different, so make sure that you compare the two before making a decision and, of course, purchase the one that makes sense for your platform. This comes in at $699. They're fully USB-powered, which is nice, so you don't have to find a place to plug in uh, an AC adapter or anything. They're very portable. They have that Pioneer professional look and feel. The RR came out a little bit later, so it's got a few more features like RGB pads and a sequencer, and you can use timecode with it, whereas you can't do that on the SR. That SR is missing those standalone mixing options and and things. So uh, the the only other thing about this controller is that it is a two-channel controller, so you can control four decks but you can you only have two channel faders if that makes sense so uh, this is one of the the few options in this price range that is intended for two channel mixing but if you want a truly portable serato or record box setup which should last you a long time this is a great option now reloop has several entries in this price point and so i want to take some time talking about the Mixon four this is probably the ultimate iPad controller. It's, I think it's the only option for four deck tablet mixing, which is pretty neat. Now you have to use Algorithm DJ, which is, you know, a separate DJ software in order to get that functionality. But it's also a terrific high-end Serato controller. And Reloop also provides mappings for Tractor and Virtual DJ. So it's just an extremely versatile controller. It does not support external sources other than a microphone. So there's not even an aux input. This is for software DJs only. But if you like having software options, or if you just want basically the best iPad controller out there right now, this is a great option. But it does come in at about $800. Now we also have... The Terminal Mix 8 by Reloop. This is a, a personal favorite of mine. I don't own one, but I was sent one to play with for a while and reviewed. And in fact, if you look it up on YouTube, you can find my review of this controller from a few years back. It's got those big, massive Reloop jog wheels that I love. They're really thin, but really heavy, and they just feel solid. And the whole thing feels solid. It's got, you know, great controls. 
you get the full version of Serato DJ. There are no meters for Master Out, no, not dedicated meters for Master Out, which bothers me a little bit, or for decks three and four. So in other words, there are VU meters, but there's only two of them. They can, you can only display the volume level of two decks at a time. Um, you can switch back and forth, but I prefer to have meters for everything that I can see simultaneously. So that's about my only gripe with this one. But if you're a Serato user and you want to mix in the box, uh, this is an awesome option. It comes in at $699. And then the other reloop option is the BeatPad 2. And this is another one that's a great option for tablet DJing, but it's a little cheaper at $599. It's a lot more compact. Um, it's it's directly it's specifically intended for tablet DJing. So as long as you're okay with two channels, because it is a two-channel mixer, and you're okay with using Algorithm's DJ software, this is the only one that requires you to use software that's not one of the big three. But you get a lot of benefits. Uh, DJ has really uh, that is Algorithm's DJ software has really grown by leaps and bounds and has really become some pretty good software. You get uh, one of the big benefits is that you get access to the Spotify platform as long as you have a subscription, which means that you can play basically anything that you can find on Spotify, which is pretty cool and that's a great option for any DJ who, for instance, wants to take requests. Now, some people might have trouble justifying that $600 price tag when it doesn't support quote-unquote industry standard software but if you want to mix primarily on a mobile device and you want something nice and compact this is an awesome option now coming back to the world of tractor the control s4 was basically a game-changing controller when it first came out i think around 2011 and now they have a mark ii version out and it's still a great option for tractor heads especially for those of you who want to use Tractor and you need jog wheels. <laughs> so this doesn't have any screens, it doesn't have touch strips, it's got a more traditional layout with jog wheels, and it has a ton of functionality. I mean, it can, even though it doesn't have all the screens and all the, you know, the fancy features of something like the S5 or S8, it does give you some control over uh, remix decks and things like that, and you can even use it with Tractor DJ on iOS. Uh, only using two channels, of course, so you can't use four channels in that. If your intent is to use the controller with Tractor DJ on an iPad, I recommend using the S2, which we'll get to in just a little bit. One thing about this controller is you, you cannot mix external sources without having Tractor on. So you can connect turntables and CDJs and things, but it needs to be routed through the software, so you can't do it without a laptop present. But if you're a four-channel tractor user and you prefer jog wheels over screens, this is a great option, and you can get one for about $600, and they go on sale pretty frequently. And then finally, I'd like to go over the budget DJ controllers. Now, these are the entry-level options. They're great for new DJs who just kind of want to get their feet wet without making a huge investment, and they're also well-suited to more seasoned DJs who just want a backup setup or they need something that's extremely portable. You won't always find the extremely sturdy construction of the more pro-grade controllers, but the market in this price segment has really matured a lot, and today's budget offerings feel a lot more like pro audio gear than the toys they used to be. 
So if you're a beginner DJ, you're on a strict budget, you're just kind of a casual hobbyist DJ, uh, you primarily play on another media format, or you just you simply want the best bang for your buck, uh, these are all great options, and they all come in at a price point below $300. Now the first one I want to talk about is the Newmark Mixtrack Platinum. This is one of my favorite controllers around just because it's $249. It's very spacious. It's got really long throw pitch controls, which is great for people who like to beat match manually uh, because if you have really small pitch faders like some of these other controllers do, you don't get as precise of an adjustment, which makes it harder to beat match. So if you don't like to use sync, then you, you, know, you get those really long throw pitch faders and it makes it easier to do that. Now one cool thing about this controller, which is unheard of at this price point, is that you get a lot of visual feedback on the unit itself. You get uh, BPM feedback and time remaining and that kind of stuff on a digital, digital display in the center of the jog wheels, which is really cool. And the whole thing's powered by USB, so it's you plug and go. Uh, this is for Serato, and it's got touch strips as well, so you, you basically just have all the options in the world here. And for all the functionality it crams in here, it's really spread out. You know, you don't feel crowded, and so you don't feel like you're going to fat finger things all the time. Uh, the loop functionality is a little weird. The drum pads aren't super great, but it's got nice big chunky jog wheels, and like I said, those nice pitch faders, and so... At $249, uh, the value here just can't be overstated. Now, coming back to Pioneer, we've got the DDJ WeGo 4. Now, this is a, a compact controller with a sleek design, and it's got a lot of software support. Now, this one does have tiny tempo pitch faders, so uh, this is probably not the best option for those of you who do want to beat match manually, but... Um, it supports like a zillion different types of software. It supports Rekordbox, um, the Wii DJ app by Pioneer, supports Algorithms DJ, it supports Virtual DJ. So you've got a lot of different options. You can. It's got a slot at the very top for a tablet. And it's big enough for a, a nine, 9.7 inch iPad. The layout is a little weird. It's kind of unorthodox, so that might take some getting used to. Um, everything, I mean, it's not so weird that you're going to feel out of place, but the buttons are in different places than you might expect. They kind of curve around the jog wheels, and it just looks a little bit different than other controllers. But the benefit of that is that for as small, for as compact of a unit as this is, it still feels very spacious, kind of in a similar manner to that new mark we were talking about. So... Um, if you aren't sure which software platform you want to try, or you just want a lot of functions in a tiny space, this one comes in at just under $300 and might be the option for you. One thing to note about this controller that's kind of weird is that instead of a three-band EQ, high, mid, and low, you have high, low, and filter, so it's actually a two-band EQ. Now, Pioneer also offers the DDJ SB2 and RB. So once again, we're coming to Serato and Rekordbox equivalent. If you want that professional look and performance at a budget price, this one comes in at $249. It's a two-channel controller that's just a smart budget choice. You know, it's got a similar look and feel to the, the bigger Pioneer DDJ line. The jog wheel tension feels a lot like CDJs. 
Um, and, you know, it's just a lot more professional looking than some of the other budget controllers. The effects controls are kind of limited and there's no metering of the master output. So those are a few downsides. But if you like that Pioneer style uh, design, also if you want to try scratching, this is a great mixer or a great controller to try scratching on, this might be the option for you. Now I mentioned earlier for tractor users the Control S2. Now this is kind of basically the shrunk down, the, the shrunken down version of the Control S4. I call it budget-friendly access to big tractor power. comes in at under $400, and you get access to all the basic functions of tractor in two decks. And uh, once again, you get support for Tractor DJ for iOS. So if you are looking for an iPad controller and you want to use tractor, this is the device to pick because you, if you get the Control S4, it'll also work, but you're kind of wasting those extra channels and things that you can't use. So, But it also works with Tractor Pro with a laptop, and then you can use uh, Remix decks and that sort of thing. So if you're an iOS DJ who wants to use Tractor, or you're just a Tractor Pro user who wants a really portable and uh, cost-effective setup, the Control S2 has been uh, an option for many years and is just a proven performer. So the Control S2 comes in once again at about $399 and uh, goes on sale often. Now a new addition to the guide this year is the Gemini Slate 2. This is basically the slimmest, lightest way to have a Serato DJ controller. It's about as small as all-in-ones get. You've got that extreme portability, but you get access to all of the major Serato DJ functions um, and is powered by USB. So it's really convenient. It's only $200. And a lot of people are going to buy this thing just because it's Serato enabled and it's so small and cheap. Because unlike, say, Tractor, Serato requires you to have a Serato enabled device connected to it for it to work. So at this price point, it really doesn't get any better. So uh, the one thing is you do have very small pitch faders. So once again, not the best option for manual beat matching. And one weird thing about this controller is that the audio connections are side mounted instead of on the back of the device. So that can be a little awkward if you've got, say, other things in your DJ booth. <laughs> but um, other than that, Oh, and it's got no no gain controls on board, which is a little weird. So any gain adjustments you would have to do in the software. But if you want an extremely portable option for Serato DJ at 200 bucks, you can't beat this one. Now we're going to talk about Denon. The MC4000 is advertised at $399, and it's geared a little bit towards mobile DJs. It's got like a talk over function and things like that but it's uh it'll feel just at just as much at home in the club now it is stripped down in some ways there are only four pads for hot cues and things and it doesn't have as many fancy features like the slip mode and slicer but if you just want a no fuss serato experience at a good price especially if you're a mobile dj this is a great option and it's very professional looking so it'll look right at home with the rest of your gear and then the final option is the Hercules DJ Control Jog Vision. Now, this is also a new addition to the guide, and Hercules has been coming out with highly regarded budget-level controllers for years and years. 
so this is kind of in addition to that legacy it's made out of brushed plastic but it's got good build quality and the jog wheels are just huge for a controller this size which is really nice and it's got visual feedback right on the unit kind of like the mixed track platinum that we were talking about it doesn't have the the digital uh, display of the bpm but it's got a dual ring system which the, so it's got a, an outer blue ring which shows the playback speed of the track and then an inner white ring which shows the position within that track which is a pretty neat way to give you some visual feedback without taking up a lot of space now those big lovely jog wheels come with a couple of compromises um, it only has four pads on each side which is a little unusual it's uh, got combined effects and looping controls and the pitch faders once again are pretty small um, but you do get really nice jog wheels um, and that's the benefit of going that route so if your priority is those jog wheels and that visual feedback from Serato at $299 once again the Hercules DJ Control Jog Vision is a great option now there is one kind of interesting thing about this called air control and that allows DJs to basically hold their hand over the controller and move it around to manipulate the low-pass filter. I find that a little bit gimmicky, but maybe some DJs will appreciate that. So once again, those are my top 21 recommendations for all-in-one DJ controllers. Now, so far we've only discussed those all-in-one solutions, but there are other options. There are modular solutions for DJ controllers. So if you want to put together sort of a piecemeal setup, that's where these modular controllers come in. You know, complete solutions are great, but many people like the flexibility that's provided by a modular setup because you can buy different sections at a time. So you can buy a mixing controller, you can buy a deck controller, you can buy something that's specifically designed to accomplish one task, and then you can kind of build your setup a la carte. So one example of this might be to get the uh, Tractor Control Z2, which is a really nice uh, standalone actual hardware mixer, and then put a pair of Control D2s on either side. And that essentially is kind of like building a Control S8 out of individual parts. And by the way, if you want to know a little bit more about tractor controllers in general, you can visit my unofficial Tractor Control Mega Guide by going to passionatedj.com forward slash control with a K. Now, one example of using a modular controller, you know, in personal experience, when I'm playing gigs around town, a lot of times I'll play on Pioneer CDJs, but I'll be using them uh, to control tractor. Um, so they're basically like using the CDJs as controllers. And in those cases, I like to bring a Control X1 with me because that gives me access to tractor's effects section and stuff like that and cue points and all that stuff that isn't built onto the CDJs because they weren't built with tractor in mind so I can just slap that on the side of the mixer and have all the functionality I want while using the CDJs and hardware mixer. Uh, some other examples might be adding Serato flip capability like the Reloop Neon or using the Novation Dicer which a lot of people put on the corner of their turntables and that gives you cue point and looping control while using uh, Serato timecode and stuff like that. So when it comes to modular controllers, you know, the sky's the limit. There are different controllers for different tasks um, for just kind of adding those features on. But 
for the most part, this guy does focus on those all-in-one controllers, and I know that it's really hard to kind of visualize what these controllers do and what they look like uh, in comparison to each other by just listening to this podcast. So just as a reminder, if you'd like to follow along, if you would like to see reviews of these controllers, uh, even if you would like a a link to buy these controllers in a way that uh, might help buy me a cup of coffee or two, uh, that would be greatly appreciated, and you can do that all at passionatedj.com forward slash controllers. Now, I'm going to go back and just kind of summarize these controllers uh, by their price grouping and basically where this is coming from is on that guide in the help me decide sections under those listings so I'm going to go ahead and read those for you now and maybe it will help kind of give you just a quick comparison uh, within those price ranges so in the premium price range that's above a thousand dollars the ever impressive DDJ RZX is the option for DJs who also want to be VJs using Serato Video. And it provides a very pioneer Nexus-like experience, though it does still require a laptop. Of course, it will be either too large or too cost-prohibitive for many. If you're willing to ditch the screens and don't care about video mixing, the DDJ-SZ, or of course the Rekordbox equivalent RZ, provides an excellent alternative while slicing at least a grand off of that price. Now, for a very similar feel and approach with a more reachable price, the DDJ-SX, or RX, is the ticket. You still get all the major functionality and you save some cash in the process. Just note that you'll need to pay for a software upgrade to use timecode. For Tractor, the S8 is the most fully featured and well-integrated controller currently available. The touch-sensitive knobs, the high-quality onboard screens, and that smart UI design make for a pleasant experience, However, you have to be willing to give up the jog wheels. Denon's certainly not playing around these days. Their MCX 8000 has an amazing set of features for the price, including the ability to not use a laptop at all, of course, as long as you're only using two of the decks. As a Serato controller, you can't be disappointed. And then the MC7000 is basically what you get when you take away the standalone functionality and screens. Both of them are excellent choices, and they've been well-received by DJs and reviewers alike. The NS7 III is great for DJs who want the feel of vinyl but the convenience of digital. The motorized platters are tension-adjustable, and you can even switch between 33 and 45 RPM modes. Like all others in this section, the NS7 III works with external inputs as a mixer. Now in the mid-range, that's controllers above $500, the mid-range controller market is extremely competitive, which is great news for us as consumers. The Newmark NV was the first controller to include onboard screens. The NV2 improves on the original with some nice details, such as smart touch capacitive jog wheels which learn your style. Now this is a terrific option for Serato DJs that don't want their laptop front and center and at a great price. Now the Tractor Control S5 is a killer value, basically being an S8 with slightly less control over remix decks and without the DVS support. But what remains is essentially the same premium experience that you get out of its more expensive sibling. Now of course the ever popular Control S4 is still a great option for those who don't need screens. That Mark II version features tight software integration, basic remix deck, and flux mode support, and even iOS compatibility. Reloop has a solid foothold in the bang for buck department, and all their controllers feature solid construction and big heavy jog wheels. 
The Mixon 4 is the ultimate iPad controller, but also works with just about any DJ software you want to throw at it. The BeatPad 2 is another great tablet-oriented option if you're willing to use DJ, that's algorithms software, instead of more industry-standard software. And the Terminal Mix 8 is one of the best options for Serato users. Now, of course, Pioneer had their own entries here as well. The DDJ SR and RR are controllers which give you that professional, industry-standard look and feel. However, they're only two-channel. The RR made several improvements over the SR, but requires you to use Rekordbox. Serato DJs will want to opt for the SR after noting the differences between them. Now, for budget controllers priced at $300 or less, now, please note that these controllers are fully capable and functional devices in their own right, but some of them will ship with light software, so make sure to factor in a paid upgrade for any of the software features that you want to use that aren't already included. Now, Newmark has been releasing impressive budget offerings in the controller market for years. The Mixtrack Platinum continues this legacy, improving on the ever-popular Mixtrack 3 by adding visual BPM feedback straight to the unit. Another company known for their impressive budget alternatives is Hercules, and the DJ Control Jog Vision delivers. The air control function seems a bit gimmicky, but with big chunky jog wheels and clever LED feedback, it's a solid choice. The obvious choice for Tractor in this range is the popular Control S2. Not only does it ship with the full version of Tractor Pro 2, but it's perfectly suited for iPad DJing with Tractor DJ. It even allows you to access remix decks on a third channel. The S2 is a proven performer in booths around the world. The Denon DJ MC4000 is a solid option for mobile DJs due to its solid rugged metal design and talkover option and minimalist design but will still feel right at home in the club. Or, for one of the most portable Serato options on the planet, consider the Gemini Slate 2. Now finally, we'll wrap things up with Pioneer. The DDJ SB2 is one of the hottest selling controllers around. It provides that pro look and feel that many Serato DJs desire, and is a great option for anyone who wants to try scratching. Recordbox users can choose the DDJ RB for a similar experience. The DDJ WeGo 4, while being a bit unusual in its button layout, is another great iPad option and is one of the more portable options around. Okay, so that's going to pretty much wrap up the audio version of the controller compendium. Thank you guys for sticking through that. Hopefully you'll find it helpful and uh, useful if you guys are going to be looking for a DJ controller anytime soon. And don't forget to join us next week for Trips Throwbacks. We'll see you then. And keep on spinning. Take care.